What's up, junkies? Welcome back to the Sales Funnel Junkie Podcast, episode two, with your host Shannon. And today's episode is going to be so amazing. We got the real Nate Smith in the house. Um, I got a, a quick chat with him, and he's a sales funnel strategist, and he helps businesses scale to the next level. So let's just jump into the interview right now. So what's up, my man, Nate? What's what up? Well, how can I introduce you? Because you're you're a sales expert, you're a pilot, you're a real estate uh, <laughs> investor. How can I introduce you, man? Uh, so my main focuses right now are the, the marketing side of business. So I, my company is Your Funnel Pro. I help companies and businesses scale online using sales funnels. Uh, so that's my main focus right now. And then what I do with all the money I make is I go put it in real estate and invest in, in multifamily real estate. So... Uh, that's kind of the process right now. And then, yeah, for, for fun, I, I like to fly airplanes and helicopters when I get the chance. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome, man. Before, I know for sure, before you like literally came here, like the, your whole journey, you were you had like a totally like other background, right? So how yeah. the backstory to fall into sales funnels and doing marketing for other companies? Yeah, absolutely. So my, back, my background my whole life has been around the military. My dad was in the military. I've been in for a long time. And my whole goal since I was a kid was to be a pilot. So I wanted to fly for the military and that's what I worked for. And uh, I ended up ultimately accomplished that goal. But throughout that, through that journey, I knew that I didn't want to be tied to a job the rest of my life and working for the man and all that type of thing. And so I've always kind of had a little bit of an entrepreneurial uh, bug in me. And I've always been doing little, little things throughout my life. And, you know, whether it started out mowing lawns as a kid, uh, mowed lawns even as an adult after you know early on in my my adult years and um, tried out some network marketing businesses and just always kind of like trying something yeah. and I found Russell Brunson I found ClickFunnels I saw his presentation at 10x GrowthCon at I think it was GrowthCon two uh, I saw the replay of that that presentation and I was like that I like that I got really just I don't know I got super excited I was like I got to build on this excitement so. Um, I just dove, dove in head, you know, head first and I've read all his books. I've taken all of his courses. I've been studying it for the last couple of years. I've helped, helped a few businesses so far and looking to really scale that. My goal for the next 12 to 24 months is to help 200 entrepreneurs start, grow and or scale their, their companies using, using sales funnels. So, um, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of my backstory. And I've been, been, uh, been loving it ever since. So. That's cool, man. And like myself, I kind of like kind of stumbled across uh, Russell Brunson as well, basically because I took a course online and they were talking about sales funnels and click funnels. Like, oh, okay, cool. Let me just yeah. go into that. And I read uh, .com secrets, expert secrets, and then just bought uh, click funnels, like the, the software. They didn't know anything about it, but like you know, you start yeah. with it. But uh, what was I think your main uh, let's say not struggles, but like the things that you needed to overcome for yourself in order to go out and be this, let's say this entrepreneurial sales guy, sales funnels. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing, like for me, I grew up in a very middle class. If you're in America, middle class, like it's just, and like you go to school, you get a good job, you work 40 years, 40 hours a week, that, that sort of mindset. And it's kind of a mindless mindset. You don't have to think about it. If you, for most jobs, you don't really have to think much, um, they kind of tell you what to do. They show you how to do it and you just do it. So I think the biggest thing is, is when you go out on your own and you become an entrepreneur, you really have to make that mindset shift. And the, I think the hardest thing for me was just 
getting past what I thought people thought of me. Yeah. Like it wasn't necessarily people were thinking these thinking things, but like you build up things in your mind, like, you know, money's bad or, you know, having a business is bad or, you know, and mostly it's people just don't understand what you're doing. Like if your environment and the people around you surround yourself up to that point are all, you know, people that just go, go to jobs and they do that sort of thing. They don't understand that drive and that, that, that burning desire to do something like, you know, for me, I just, I wanted to make a difference in the world. And the only way I saw to really make that impact was as an entrepreneur, because it gave me both, both opportunities, opportunities to make you know good money where I can live the lifestyle I want, but also create a business where I can impact and help people um, that I can't do in a job. You know, it's very kind of limited on what your impact is and just a regular job. I like, I agree with you 100% on that, you know? Yeah. And what was like, because you said that like, you're getting past your own limited beliefs, like mm -hmm. and also, but what, how did you overcome that? Because I know most of the people, they say they need to overcome their uh, own yeah. beliefs, but like they get stuck in that process. I, I think... Yeah, I think the number the the biggest thing I, I started for me was just reading reading books, uh, personal development. Grant Cardone, we both you know, you, I know you and I both follow him. Um, reading his stuff, watching his podcast, so putting the good information in. But I think the thing that really made the switch for me was when I started changing my environment and changing the people I hang out with and and people that are are impacting and influencing me. Uh, when I made that switch, that's really what helped because now I had people that were positive that were encouraging me. And that are, you know, that get what I'm doing. And I still have the other friends. I still, you know, my family and things like that. But controlling the people that I spend the most time with has been, that that was the biggest thing is changing the environment. Because, um, you know, you can read the books and all that stuff, but it's just kind of in your own little world. Yeah, exactly. And you get around people that, that think the same way and can talk and you can expand and you can be like, oh, you know, dude, that's awesome, man. So, so proud of you and things like that. And it kind of just builds you up and it gives you that confidence. So, yeah, that's definitely, cool. definitely environment change. Okay. You guys listen to that? You got to change your environment, man. <laughs> and other than that, let's say um, you discover click funnels, sales funnels. Um, had you like, did you have any other like marketing experience or like did you just start selling your, your like, let's say your expertise? How did you? Yeah. Um, prior to that, I didn't have any real marketing background. I mean, I, had, I guess I got to mention before, I dabbled in some other businesses and things like that. So I, I had introduction. The best thing, I, I didn't do anything with network marketing, but the best thing about network marketing was it was a very positive environment. It got me reading those personal development books and started thinking about like selling a product and talking to people and things like that. So that was kind of the limited background I had before ClickFunnels. And then ClickFunnels is really where I just, I got Marketing before that was boring to me, but Russell just, he, he teaches it in a way and his, his approach just kind of got me really excited, showed me the potential, uh, married that with like Grant Cardone and what he does and you put the two together. I mean, it just helped me realize like the potential of, of a business. Like I looked at where I was at and what pretty much the cap of my income and the cap of my impact and what I was doing there. I was like, man, if I can just, if I can master these skills and I can really um, immerse myself in it, I one I can live the life I want and I can also impact other people and really help people in a very positive way. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where, where that all yeah. was. Cool. And I know I went, I did some kind of research on yourself, um, on your, on your social and on your, uh, company, uh, website, you talk about, um, the four pillars of the four, the four, uh, funnels that a company needs. Can you mm -hmm. go tap into that? Because I'm kind of yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, basically, there's four core funnels that any business could would use. Um, 
And depending on your business, you may use all four, you just may use one. So the most common one is a lead funnel. It's very basic. It's just two steps and uh, it allows you to capture lead information. So if you're just getting started a business, the most important thing is building your list, building your, your contacts, because when you have that list and you control it, you're, you can control how you can market to them. You know, if it's just traffic on the internet or on Facebook or on Instagram, even if it's followers on Instagram, you have very limited ability to how you can market to them and how you can reach them. But once yeah. they've opted into your list, then you can give more opportun opportunities to directly direct market to them. So that you really want to have that. And how a lead funnel works is you give something away, some sort of ethical bribe, something of value in exchange for their information. It's like name, email, phone number, add them to your list. And then you just follow, you follow up with them through, um, call them follow-up funnels. It can be email, it can be text, it can be phone calls, it could be Facebook messenger, desktop messenger, so many ways to reach out to people. So that's, that's the most, that's probably the most common one and one everybody should start with. And then the next one is, uh, we call it cart funnels or a, a product sales funnel. That's where you'll sell like your, if it's an e-commerce, you have a physical product. That's where you'd sell your physical product, your coaching or consulting or whatever it is. If you need to do a transaction, that's what you, uh, you use that for. Uh, then you'd have a phone funnel or an application funnel. It's really good for high ticket offers. If you have a coaching program or a consulting program that you want to like have people apply to, or maybe like a financial planner or something like that, where you need to get people on a phone call for a consultation, you can set that up to where they can schedule those consultations with you. And then the last one is a presentation funnel. So it's where you can present to a larger audience. You can invite people to your webinar, your master class, where you can present whatever it is, your product or your service or whatever it is you offer. And the biggest thing with sales funnels versus like traditional websites and things like that is a sales funnel gives you that step-by-step -step process that you can guide the customer, guide the visitor, guide the traffic to an end result. Whereas a website has a lot of buttons, a lot of options, and it's very distracting. And it comes back to this concept that Russell talks about is a confused mind always says no. So if someone goes to your website and there's tons of options, they're just going to click around, they're going to get distracted, then they go off somewhere else. When someone interacts with your business for the first time, they click on an ad on Facebook or a post that you post, the first place you want them to go is somewhere where it's just that offer, like nothing else, no other distractions. And then once they purchase that offer, they opt into your list or whatever it is that your goal is for that particular post or ad, then you can direct them to, they can see more of what you got going on. But until you get until you capture something from them, you really don't want them getting distracted with all the other things that you might offer. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. And, and let's go deeper into the leads funnel because you said, um, it's just a two-step. Basically, if the audience don't, don't know this, it's just like the first step is kind of uh, getting the name, email, and phone number. And the second page is the thank you page, right? Yep. It's a thank you page. It's where you deliver that, whatever it is you're offering them. So if you're giving away an ebook, that's where they download the ebook. It's a PDF. It's where they download PDF. If you create like a video report or a, math, or a video class course, whatever. Like one of the offers I have right now for my company is I have a four-video course where I talk about the four, four funnels. And I, and I give demonstrations of each one. And so in exchange for their information, they get access to that free, that free course. So anything like that, um, that's how that would work. And, and how important is it to get like in the first, in the first, let's say time, someone hit your first page or landing page, how important is it to get your name, email, or phone number, or is it just important to get one of those three or which one is most uh, important like that? So, a lot of it depends on the business that you have and what it is you're offering. So right now I just ask for a name and email. Um, 
if if it's if you're in a more professional aspect or um, I guess non-marketing aspect, you might ask for more information. But the more information you ask for, the lower the opt-in rate is. So you got to got to really ask yourself how important it is to get that phone number. Um, so right now I don't ask for phone numbers for what my current offer, but like if I have an offer for like if I'm offering consulting services or something like that where I need to get on a phone call with them, then I'm going to ask for it. It just needs to make sense with what you're asking for. So, uh, but definitely the two most important is name and email. Because if you have their email, you can you can really market them in a lot of different ways. Yeah, definitely. And let's go into the presentation funnel. Um, do you think that webinar funnels, uh, the automated webinar in this case, is that? Because I've seen um, tons out, out there, but just kind of everybody's using it. So yeah. what's your point on that? I definitely don't think it's dead. Uh, I think if you're just getting started, though, you should not be running an auto auto webinar. Um, you need to do live webinars for at least a year. You need to do them every week for like a year, get really, really good, master it. And then once you got the perfect webinar done and it's you, you've nailed it perfectly, then you can transition it to an auto webinar. I think that's one thing that people, they're, they're lazy. They don't, they think they can take the shortcut and there's no shortcuts in, in any business. And especially when it comes to presentations um, and online presentations and things like that. But I definitely don't think they're dead. It just depends on your type of business because let's say you have a, a financial services business, for example, you know, you might invite people to a presentation where you discuss uh, present, you know, uh, something about financial services and the services you offer. And you do a whole presentation on, on, you know, investing and whatever, and you end with an offer to, to sign up for the services. Um, one thing I use presentation funnels for in my real estate investing business is whenever I have investors that are interested in investing with me in, in a, in a uh, property, I will invite them to a webinar. And in that webinar, It'll depending on where we're at in the cycle. It'll either be to just educate them on the, how we invest and, and generally edu, general education, or if I have an actual um, property that I'm raising money for, I'll invite them to where they can see a business plan and what our plan is for the property and what the investment opportunity is and things like that. So there's definitely opportunities for it, and it's definitely not dead uh, to spend on your business. I think I think in the marketing world where everybody's trying to sell like you know my courses and all that type of thing. It is getting a little inundated in that, in that arena, but there's still definitely a huge application for it. Awesome. And um, let's say what, what in your mind or like in your point of view, differentiate uh, a good sales funnel from each other. So it doesn't, so that uh, it's the offer, it's the copy, it's the video that's in the funnel. It could be the ugliest looking funnel, most from a design aspect, but the offer is good. And the and you and you you're able to if you have a video if you're able to clearly articulate what it is that your offer is, your opt-in rate is going to be very very good. If you have an amazingly designed funnel, it looks kick-ass, it's amazing, it's awesome, but your offer sucks and your video is not very clear. People aren't going to opt in. So it's really the offer. It's what you put into the page and how in your wording, your sales letter, your video, that sort of thing that makes a difference. Everything else that like your design doesn't matter. Now, don't get me wrong. If you combine the two, definitely better. But yeah. I, I've seen some ugly funnels that convert very, very well because the offer is good. Yeah. Like, I've, I've like, discussed this many times with online on social and groups that mm -hmm. people just, like, kind of throw me off because I say, like, when you're starting out, design really don't matter, right? Yep. So you just literally confirm this, guys. Like, when you're just yep. starting out, like, just focus on your funnel, uh, on your offer, and your copy. So, 
how can people improve their offer? And you like, how can people improve that better? Um, if you're just getting started and you're trying to figure it out, I highly recommend obviously Russell's books because he goes through how to create the offer. Um, another great option is the one funnel away challenge because you're getting one-on-one, you know, one-on-one, but you're getting group coaching. You're getting, and they're taking you through step-by-step how to create offers. Another great way is just to pay attention in the industry. You know, when you're scrolling through Facebook, if, uh, you're scrolling through Facebook and you click on an ad, why did you click on that ad? What stopped you? And then if you go, if you purchase something from the ad, why did you purchase? Like, what was it? What was the offer that they presented that got your attention? And just start paying attention to things like that. Also, another good thing is you're just trying to create offers. Just start clicking on people's offers. Uh, one, one hack you can do is if you go on anybody's Facebook page, and on the right-hand side, I think it's uh, like page transparency. Yeah. You can actually click on there, and you can go see all the ads that that, that page is running. And you can just go click on the ads, and it takes you to their, to their funnel, and you see what their offer is. And then you can just start getting familiar with how these great offers are being presented. And then you can just model what they're doing. You guys are a quick hack. <laughs> That's awesome, brother. Um, now let's go deeper into what for you has been the uh, biggest struggle when it comes in sales funnel. Was it your offers, your copy, or like the designs? What for you initially was your biggest struggle? Uh, biggest struggle is definitely copy. Um, if you don't have a background in copy, it's it's can be very challenging uh, just to think of what to say. I use a I use a, a software called Funnel Scripts, which helps me a lot. Um, it, basically, I can pick any script that I need, and I just fill in the blanks, and it gives me a very good uh, co- uh, draft of of tons of examples. So, if I need a sales letter, or if I need a headline, or if I need emails, I can just plug it in. It gives me a really good uh, template, and then I just go and I tweak it and make it better. So that's helped me immensely. And then also, you know, just paying attention to what catching your attention. So like, again, if you're scrolling through Facebook or if you're, you see a, a, a headline on a newspaper or something like that, what about that caught your attention? You know, um, and that's kind of the biggest things that, that have helped me kind of learn, learn the copy. And then also just reading books about copy and, and yeah. taking some different courses and stuff just to kind of start familiarizing yourself with yeah. there are certain words and certain ways of, of phrasing things that um, yeah. are important. Uh, I had something to add. Oh, because I know you're like you you having immense conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners, guys that want to scale to the next level, and guys that want to start on their journey. What for you is literally the number one uh, struggle? Not struggle, but like the limited belief they tell themselves that they can reach the next level. What did you come across like a better? like something in common that most of like most of the people you talk to has this like has um it's a good question i i think for a lot of people it's just believing that one is just believing that they can do it and believing that there's opportunities out there and really it's 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 total mindset like uh for me like it, it's been a huge mindset shift and just when you, when you take advantage of opportunities i think it basically is, is be willing to say yes to more things Yeah. Uh, I talked to a lot of people and they're like, Oh, I don't think that will work. It's like, well, I'd be, just try it. Like there's so many opportunities, especially in this day and age with the internet. There's so many ways to try things for free or very inexpensive. Like just try it. Like network marketing, for example, like I wasn't really, I just tried it. I was like, Hey, why not? You know, 
it's, it, if nothing else, it's worth the experience. I've tried a lot of things that I failed at that haven't, haven't worked out, but I don't regret any of them because it gave me an experience. It gave me exposure to something. And, um, I think that's, that's an important thing, but yeah. But do you think like people are uh, afraid of failing? Oh shit. My mic is just (laughs) (laughs) dancing over here, but do you think (laughs) are afraid of failing or is it more like they're afraid of, of not succeeding? I think it's both. I mean, there's definitely a fear of failure. I've, I've experienced that, you know, um, you don't want to put in a bunch of work and then, and then fall, especially in the beginning, uh, as I've failed a few times and, and things like that, I've re- I kind of realized really it's, it wasn't a failure. It was just the next step to get, to get further down. Um, I think it's a hard concept for people getting started to, to grasp, but failing forward, that's the only way to success. Like there is no just success. And, and in our society with the way schools teach things, like, you know, we're taught that you, know, you have to get good grades, otherwise you're a failure. Yeah. And, and they don't, they don't make it like, it's a good thing that you failed. And whereas in the entrepreneur world and in the real world, it's, if you fail, it's not a failure as long as you learn and you can not make that mistake again and you can take a next step forward. Exactly. So. Uh, that's good. That's good. So, um, now your next steps, I know you, you talked like in the beginning, you was like, you want to, um, help and help skill, help start, uh, to entrepreneurs. So how are you trying to reach those people? Are, do you have like a, like a Canva, like a, a Dream 100 or like a deal line or like everybody that comes, you will serve? Um, I will serve anybody to a certain degree. So the Dream one, the, so one thing where Russell talks about one of his books, it's really important if you're starting a business or if you have a business and you're frustrated with it, it's really look at what are the type of clients that you're, that you're spending the most time with and are they the type of clients that you want to be spending the most time with? Um, I think it's what the value ladder really comes into play. It's really important for a business to have because like in my business, I don't want to spend a ton of time with somebody teaching them how to set up a domain name and GoDaddy and how, how to t- connect it to their funnel. I want to teach them how to create the offers. I want to help them with how to create their value ladders, how to do those things that are really going to help them increase their income and, and that sort of thing. I don't want to spend a lot of time you know, with them on the technical stuff. There's, t- there's tons of free resources online to, to learn those basics. So if I'm working with somebody and they're brand new, they're just getting started, like a couple of, a couple of the requirements that I have is they have to read Russell's books and they have to do the one funnel away challenge. Okay. As long as the one funnel away challenge is available. If that's not available, I put them through something else. It's inexpensive, but it lays that foundation. And then I can build on that and I can work with them in, in, in their individual businesses. But that's where a value ladder is important. So you can scale them. You can, hey, maybe it's not, the time is not good for you to, to get my consulting or my coaching, but hey, let's start here. Let's, get, let's work you up to that point. Yeah. Um, so that's important just to really narrow down on the type of clients you want. And then as far as what I do for marketing and to reach out to clients, like I said, I have offers, I'm building offers for all different levels. I have my entry level offer. Um, cause part of my business is, you know, I, as an affiliate for click funnels, I'm trying to build the affiliate side of the business. So if I can get people in and plugged in, you know, but I need them to be successful too. So, yeah. And yeah. You just mentioned the affiliate part of your business. Like, I know there's a lot of Avengers out there. Yeah. So how can someone, let's say, starting out um, out there, okay, I feel I got, like, I read uh, Russell Brunson's book. I went through the program, and I want to be part of this community where I promote ClickFunnels. How mm-hmm. do they differentiate themselves between all those other people that are promoting ClickFunnels like crazy? 
it, it goes back to the offer. You have to create an offer around it. You just can't post links for ClickFunnels or .com secrets or any, any of the stuff, any of the stuff they give you to promote. You can't just post those links and think people are going to buy. Um, for me, I, I studied ClickFunnels for like six months before I ever really started promoting it to anybody. Um, cause I want, I wanted to make sure I, I knew how to use the software that could, I could talk about it. Like I knew what I was talking about and that I could legitimately help somebody instead of just say, Hey, you should go get this and figure it out yourself. Yeah. Cause if, even if you get some signups that way, they're going to sign up, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to quit. And then you're not going to get any, you're not going to make any money anyways, because they're going to, they're not going to maintain their, 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 uh, their account. So, um, creating offers and under, and really knowing what your is you're selling. Um, so like for me, like a lot of what I do is I've had, I provide coaching, I provide consulting. I'm, I'm starting to create more content online for YouTube and Instagram just to teach people how to use them and scale them with the idea of my value ladder, working them up to becoming a coaching or consulting client at some point. Um, but yeah, it, it's, you have to create an offer. You have to create something unique set to differentiate yourself from everybody else. Um, and it can be challenging. So yeah. cause you don't want to, cause there are a lot of uh, people out there that are doing it that aren't honest yeah. and they're charging a lot of money for services that they're not able to deliver on. And I see that a lot in the group. And so, um, but also don't let that, don't let that discourage you. If anything, look at that as an opportunity, put your head down, really learn and master the, the concepts, the principles, strategies, and once you got them down really well, offer to teach it to people. Awesome. No, I know you're, you're busy. I know you're all caught up. So I know I won't take any more of your time, but I still got two more questions for you from this Absolutely. funnel junkies listening. <laughs> um, so the first one is if you have, let's say you reach the 200 entrepreneurs in between Ooh. 12 and 24 months, you reach that goal. What's next for that? Like, what's your next steps? Uh, I'm still, gonna, I'm definitely still going to maintain the business. I'm still going to do consulting, but at that point, I'll have had enough. I feel like at that point, I'll have, I'll want to have my affiliate side built up to where I want to be as far as the income, and then also I'll have a good track record of people that I've helped, and then I'm going to focus ex more exclusively on the coaching and consulting. But I'll, but already, have, but the thing of this is, I already have had built all my content, all my all my value ladder content, so. It's all automated at that point. So people are opting in and, and going through my, my free courses and going through my, my different things. It's all automated. So then at that point, I, I'll just focus on, you know, coaching and consulting. And then I'll just do that. And as long as I love helping people, which I love helping people. So Yeah, I know that. I know that. And the last one is um, if you have like, if you can be in a room full of funnel hackers, mm -hmm. which person other than Russell will be there with you? Um, man, that's a good one. That's a good question. I, I don't follow a lot of other people than Russell, but as far as the marketing in the marketing world, I really like Billy Gina's marketing. Okay. I love his style and he, and he uses click funnels for a lot of his stuff. Um, so uh, Billy Jean would be one, um, Ryan Stuman. I've read some of his books. He seems to really like, he really knows funnels and he has his own thing going with funnels. And, uh, he definitely has a unique perspective that, um, I like, but I think if I was to go back and, if someone's just getting started, I think it's important to mention this is there's a lot of different people you can study. There's a lot of different people you can go with. There's Frank Kern, there's Billy Jean, there's Ryan Stuman, there's Russell Brunson. Pick one, just study what they teach, make some money. And then once you've got that down, then go listen to these other people. Yeah. Because if you start, if you do a little Billy Jean, a little Ryan Stuman, a little Russell Brunson, and you're just getting started, 
it's going to get overwhelming. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I recommend I, my person. I recommend people just go with Russell. If they don't, if they don't like Russell for some reason, which is totally fine, and they and they connect with a different person, they go with that person yeah. and just listen to what they say, do what they say, and then once you start making money and you've got that really down, then your brain bite, you have the brain bites and you have the ability to, you know, go and pull piece, pull a little bit from Billy Jean and pull a little bit from Frank Kern, and and mix it into your own, your own recipe. You guys heard. That's literally some injection to implement right away. Pick one mentor and run with it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, to run to to cut this up, I know you're busy. Where can people find you, man? Like, if All right, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, my main Instagram is at the real Nate Smith. So kind of like the real Bradley on the real Nate Smith. And uh, so on Instagram, uh, if you want to follow my business page, it's Instagram at your funnel pro. And then uh, yourfunnelpro.com is my my website. That's awesome, brother. Thank you for having. Uh, thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for dropping so much uh, value. And especially for the starters, I know there were like a lot of people thinking like the entrepreneurial journey is, is the way to go, but they kind of stuck on how to scale or like how to start a business. And definitely funnel is the way to go. So thank Absolutely. you for dropping a huge value on that. And man, Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, hey, absolutely. Hey, I really enjoyed the really enjoyed our conversation and appreciate you having me on. Awesome, man. Have a good one. And guys, we're right. it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Junkies, thank you for listening. If you love it, make sure you leave a review. If you didn't, make sure you comment where I can improve my skills because this is just a way for me to document my journey uh, and share with someone that needs to hear this. Awesome. Make sure you tune in to the next episode and speak to you guys soon.